0: Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the City Chatter podcast. I'm John Bernstrom, Public Information Officer for the City of Grand Forks. And this week we bring back City Council President Dana Sandy. Dana, thank you for joining
1: us. Always good to be with you, John.
0: Uh, And you you came back, so I appreciate that. That's that's, good to be here. So we are coming off of a, a committee of the whole meeting uh, last night. That uh, Marathon fr- meeting. Frankly, we both just got home. <laughs> yep. Um, but but a lot of things were covered. So, so Dana, I'm, I'm going to get right into it. Probably one of the big presentations was that um, development agreement. I'm, I'm calling it a potential development agreement. You still have yep. to vote on it to to accept it for epitome energy. That's the soybean crushing plant that looks like it's looking to go north of the landfill. Um, that development agreement when you went home did you did you read through the 50 page document or whatever it was uh, there's there's lots of stuff in there and frankly as council members lots of work to do in the next week
1: yeah well i'd, I'd read through it before going into the meeting so um yeah there are lots of parts to that uh, not only are they uh, um are we working on the agreement to make sure that we cover our risk as well as put them in a position where they can be successful um we're also looking at being a fiduciary for them for uh, some uh, tax-free municipal bonds—not go bonds, not, bonds, not uh, government obligation bonds—they're right. they're, um, bonds that they're responsible for, but we can help them issue them as a as a uh, municipality because of the uh, um, the bonds are specifically related to uh, environmental. Uh, uh, because they're going to be recapturing and creating feed out of the yes, out of yes. the the waste, um, they're they're eligible for some for some tax free uh, resources, money tax free that they can that they can use to buy the the equipment to, to do that. So, it's good for them. It's good it's good for our community. It's uh, it helps them uh, generate additional revenue uh, on top of what they're going to be doing with the soybean crushing. And, and uh, frankly, um, we did have a long discussion about. Um, sustainability. I know Mr. Veen um, all of a sudden is uh, interested in sustainability. And so uh, he brought it up and, and I think Mr. Weber said it quite well that uh, soybeans and soybean crushing as opposed to ethanol and others are so much more environmentally friendly. So I think it's going to be a good project. Lots, lots of good paying jobs in our community and um, another value-added egg opportunity to mm-hmm. help provide uh, revenue for our local farmers I, I think it's a win-win-win
0: um even though all those <coughs> things were covered yesterday there's still lots of hoops to go through right there's still infrastructure that needs to get in the ground uh, based on what i saw yesterday it doesn't
1: yeah millions of dollars of infrastructure yes. uh, we think that the state i know the the state and the ag commissioner and and others are interested in value-added ag they want to help uh department of transportation wants to help with these sorts of projects so We're, we're confident that we're going to get a significant cost share. We of course are going to ask for the maximum cost share, um, in hopes that it saves, uh, um, epitome helps save the city some money and, uh, Potentially, the the future special assessments for the landowners that are, are in that area that will ultimately also benefit from the infrastructure, the roads, water, etc., that are going to be going in there.
0: And, and I, I think it was interesting, Mr. Phelan, the part of the presentation where he was talking about some of the trunk infrastructure, the water, the sewer, building it not just for this one project, but let's, for better term, develop that area. So when the next one when the next one comes to town, whatever that is, that's all right. Whatever that is they have something to tap into.
1: Yeah, I mean, think of that, a 16-inch force main water. That's, like, that's, that's, that's a massive <laughs> amount of water that's moving through that area. And, and uh, by t- tapping it in over off a of 27th by where uh, um, we're going to be feeding the North 81 folks um, who were recently annexed, Yep. there is a massive amount of water and redundancy because the water can, can flow yep. from both directions. So. Um, I think it definitely will set us up for future opportunities for again uh, um, value added ag
0: and, and I will say this uh, last thing on it uh who knows if we could have supplied that much water without our new water treatment plant i don 't know if we 've been able to do
1: it uh, no we we didn 't we 't wouldn 't be able to yeah yeah no where our new water treatment plant more than doubled our capability so yeah um, yeah yeah and we 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 did build for the future, so this is this is why we have such a great Water treatment plant.
0: No, perfect. Also, uh, at yesterday's meeting, there was some. Dis- so the. But, but also, oh, keep in mind yeah.
1: that uh, a lot of their, they're going to be using our treated wastewater as well. Yes. Which is why um, we are making significant investments into our wastewater treatment plant, um, going to be significantly increasing its capacity. And the the wastewater treatment plant's a little over twenty years old. Um, it's a generational facility and therefore each generation should pay for some of the cost of Mm -hmm. it, which is why we go out, we bond for it. um, We pay for it every 20 years or so. That bond goes away. The bond goes away. We do another one, make another, uh, make another addition, do some fixing, those sorts of things to, to keep it, as good as as it can be.
0: Some of those uh, city services that are provided that uh, you don't notice they're provided until yeah, they're, right. they're until the, they're not provided. Exactly. That's right. Yeah, that's right. Um, also, yesterday, uh, the old townhouse uh, hotel site in downtown Grand Forks is now owned by uh, Epic, um, and they're developing. There's those two towers that are up. There's going to be a. a, a, a Public square space in there. It sounds like they're going to put some ice in there and, and everything. Um, there was already a development agreement in place with them as far as getting that off the ground and getting moving, little tweaks to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's looking like that one's getting closer. I, I saw them mention yesterday uh, potentially that, that square open by the end of summer.
1: Potentially. Yeah, I think maybe probably fall. Fall, sure. Yeah. Yep. I don't. I don't know how they're going to get it done that fast, but maybe you know. Knock on wood. Hope that uh, they can get their ducks in a row. Of course, there were lots of questions about it. They uh, the the community square. They want to shrink the footprint a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to change some of the amenities. They're talking about putting in permanent um, like ice, a cooling system, ice creation yeah. system, a cooling system, um, permanent. Uh, Audio, permanent lighting, those sorts of things. Um, they wanted to, so they wanted to change the development agreement. They wanted to change the uh, the timing of when the city put money in. Um, instead of waiting till the end, they wanted the uh, additional one point zero one five million dollars earlier. Right,
0: which was in the original development agreement. A yeah, timing they were thing. talking
1: about uh, the cost of money. The interest rates are way out. They're hoping to reduce their uh financing costs mm-hmm. so if we're going to put the money in any way can we put the money in today of course we had lots of questions <clears throat> brett weber and i <clears throat> met with the mayor met with todd we talked about this round and round and round and round and and uh um, frankly i wasn't really excited about changing excuse me mm-hmm. <coughs> mm, sorry changing the development agreement but um the, their bank was willing to give us first position mortgage on each of the buildings right. that are already built, and so the, there's no lose for us. No, um, if something happens where we can't, we need our money back. If they don't have it, we can sell their, sell their building, and we just take yep. our money off the top. And, so and we're first in line to get first it. First in line to get it, right. So uh, and after that, it became a no-brainer. And, and if it helps them and, and gets it done a little bit faster, I think that's great.
0: And as, as a person who works downtown, I'm downtown every day. Um, boy, just the, the amount of foot traffic has increased, the amount of in – in a positive
1: way. Yeah, I I'm mean, sure it, yeah, it has. Just we're the, having the new the Hugo's downtown and, and yep. uh, just more – more single-family residents yep. and, and apartments, I think it's 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 certainly going to... Our downtown is going to be fundamentally changed over the course of five years ago to five years from now.
0: Yeah, My wife and I, this past summer, on a random Tuesday, uh, kids stay home, mom and dad are going to go out and hang out a little bit. And we were downtown on a random Tuesday, uh-huh. and we couldn't uh, get into... Uh, there was a wait to get into a couple of restaurants and we ended up sitting outside somewhere. Awesome. And my wife and I, we looked at each other like it's Tuesday. Yeah. What's, what's awesome. going on? So mm-hmm. it was, it was, it was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, and even
1: after the snowmobilers aren't able to go down there, it's still that busy. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, Dana. <laughs> right. <laughs> ah, sorry. He's right there. <laughs> sorry about that. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> um,
0: Fun things, right? Okay, so we spend lots of times at, at city council meetings when we're talking infrastructure and we're talking maybe it's taxes or we're talking the, the non-glamorous city stuff. There was a fun thing yesterday, uh, indoor turf and aquatic center, uh, whatever that looks like, still working on that. But you guys, uh, the change in ordinance because of the, the extension of three-quarter percent sales tax. Um, purchasing the Danks land. Purchasing land. Uh, <clears throat> things are moving on that.
1: Yeah, uh, again – You know, I like when I talked about. uh, Excuse me. It's cold winter. Yeah. The twenty fifty the twenty fifty transportation plan. I talked about how the city of Grand Forks has uh, taken so many strides forward in the last five years, um, from uh, voting to support a new Valley Middle School to voting to support this sort of. uh, this sort of uh, development within our community, not only that, but for me, the the sales tax, extending the sales tax, although we are going to um, get the benefit of being able to build some new facilities for young people. Right. Um, for me, the best thing this does is it takes care of the Alaris Center. Yep. Um, I've been fighting you know, for almost 14 years now saying that we have got to financially manage the Alaris Center differently. Because long term, um, you know, we, we have money for um, for capital improvements, but only so much. And once the sales tax uh, um, would have uh, right. sun, sunset, the money would have been gone, or in a few years. And so, ultimately, I, I kept telling people we need to let if we're not going to deal with the Allaire Center, we should let UND know because they need to be planning to right. to build a build, billion dollar or a $2 billion indoor football stadium, yeah. right? Which, of course, would never happen. Right. So uh, I think uh, my top priority, and, and I, I recognize that uh, the, the mayor and others have been talking about turf and aquatics, my number one priority is making sure that we're setting enough of that of that sales tax, we're setting enough of it aside so that we can properly manage and maintain the Alara Center. Everything else is gravy. And so I think that that... that it's great that people are getting excited about it. And frankly, I'm pretty excited about it. I think, you know, uh, from Mayor Brown for 20 years was talking about Destination mm-hmm. Corridor. Well, we were, he was just 20 years ahead of his time. Yeah, right? just I a think, little early. Right, yep. and so I think this will uh, – I'm hoping we see a new coffee shop over there. I'm, you know, who knows? Um, ultimately, uh, I know with uh, the university tearing down hislop. The school District having two high school pools that aren't functioning right. um, knowing that there are uh, young people every year I mean, it is a safety issue i don't when people tell me that i kind of blow it off but it, it is a safety right. issue yep. kids need to learn how to they need, need to, to learn, learn how, how to swim, swim. Yep. Life, right. skill. So, Life right. skill. yeah so uh, so so that's important and uh, you know having the ability to have uh, practice for softball for example or uh, uh, some of those sports that are early spring sports or late fall sports give them the ability to be inside soccer I, I i think it's great and i'm i certainly know talking to some of my friends at the park district that there is a really big need they're telling me that i believe them i don't know i don't have kids that age anymore so but i but i'm sure it's probably true
0: well and, and i will say this I had, I had a son who played uh like cal ripken youth baseball for mm-hmm. for, for for a few years, and practices start in March, and depending on the yeah, weather, they right. practiced inside in Ga- inside yeah, and, Gambucci Arena yeah, sure, sure. for a month. Yeah. There's only so many games of catch and a batting cage you can right, do.
1: But uh, as the what we saw last night, there is no ball, baseball, softball, set up inside that facility.
0: But just the turf alone.
1: Yeah, well, sure, but they Take, should, in my opinion, if we're going through well, the exercise— you, sure. Round out the one side and make a make a ball field too.
0: I, I, mean, I see what you're getting at. Yeah. Like, like build it to actually play a game. Right. In there. So I'm not. Yeah. A,
1: you know, I'm not a. I'm not a an architect, but I think I would look at what are the actual things that we're trying to accomplish and sure. then try to figure that out. And if that means. If it means that we can't have all of the nicest things in the world, but make sure we're covering all the bases. I'd rather cover all the basics. Build it bigger and not have it made of marble. But,
0: but that's just me. Well, and, and along those lines, th- th- that may still be up for discussion, right? Uh, p- sure. Part of what y- uh, you guys heard yesterday was just, hey, let's get in line to get an engineer in line. You know, put out a R- RFP, RFQ um, mm-hmm. for an engineer to help design this thing. Sure. You know, and then understand we've got this much money coming in, so what that costs. You know, that all the things you mentioned, I think, could potentially still be on the table.
1: I think they are. I think it depends on who's going to be talking to the architects and, and sure. helping them point themselves in a direction, right? Yeah. I haven't I, gotten a phone call from an architect, I, so. I, I, will,
0: I will say this, because I've heard this brought up, and I don't know the answer to this. Do you think it's one engineer or two? Pools and turf are two different things.
1: Oh, it should be two. It, yeah. should, it should be two. It should be two. I think they should be separate architects for the for the swimming facility and the turf facility. Separate engineers. That's that's what I
0: think. It just the, the, it's apples and oranges a little bit.
1: Well, again, I think uh, I think people have a tendency to specialize in certain things. I, I don't think folks that specialize in creating a turf facility know, know a lot about building a swimming. pool. Good
0: point. Or vice versa. Or vice
1: versa. <laughs> right. right. I mean, if you are an architect that are used to building swimming pools. You're you're building swimming pools, and yep. so I think we should find, um, folks, local folks that do what they do best, and have them do it to the best of their ability. Sure,
0: no, no, that's that's right on. All right, you mentioned uh, just as the city has grown in in uh, you know in the past five years and the changes that have gone on, uh, frankly, the impacts that has had to the change of traffic. Um, when I first moved to Grand Forks, uh, 42nd Street was a two lane road that. Uh, that turned into gravel at 17th, right, and now it's a major north-south thoroughfare. Um, the impacts of that is you guys are taking a look at a 2050 streets and highway plan, um, bridges, all all things that are in it. Um, you've had your preliminary votes. That's different than what East Grand Forks is, and by you I mean city council. Mm-hmm. Different than what East Grand Forks planning and zoning came came at a different angle. You're going to hear it again on Monday. Uh, What do you expect to to happen or expect to hear at uh, City Council on Monday regarding the street and highway plan?
1: Interesting. That's a good way to frame this question. I expect that there will be a fair amount of folks from the 24th to 32nd Avenue neighborhood show up. Mm -hmm. Speaking in support of removing the concept of the inner city bridge. Perhaps someone from East Grand Forks will show up, but... They're not allowed to speak anymore. Sure. Um, Yeah. I expect that um, that the MPO will tell us that if we that they can't do it, I will say I will expect them to say that uh, if if uh, if we vote this way, it'll be fire and brimstone. That uh, the federal government is going to cut off all our money. That uh, we're never going to get another road built in our town Uh, that's what my that's my expectation i'm i'm expecting that we will hear all the terrible things that will happen if we decide the way we decide i uh, also expect that i will ask the question well why didn't you ask us first nine months ago or a year ago when you started the plan you've had five years you've had five years and both the the city council split five to four five years ago not to remove the bridge but planning and zoning was 8 to 1 to remove, to remove the, the bridge. bridge
0: yes that was 5 years ago
1: <clears throat> 5 years ago and so were they were they not expecting you're not expecting that this question's going to come up and if you were expecting the question's going to come up why didn't you come and ask us first and if you weren't expecting it we're well, not paying any attention so I, I i don't know i i expect that I'm going to make the motion and it's going to be uh, upheld, and we're going to vote four to three to remove the inner city bridge from, from the 2050 land use plan. And I believe that we should concentrate on getting the Merrifield Bridge built. I believe that uh, um, the, we give the counties the out by having two bridges that are in the county. We give them both an out because they say they don't have the money for two bridges. We squabble. They don't have to do anything. Sure. In my opinion, we should tell them, we want this bridge right here. You need to work with us. You need to work with the legislature to get that bridge built.
0: Right. Both sides of the
1: river. Both sides of the river. And then when, when that bridge is built five years from now or nine years from now, if the cities and the MPO actually measure the traffic and see what happens, and they continue to, to determine that or decide believe that we would need a, some sort of inner city bridge, then they can put it back in the plan. Mm-hmm. It, it can go. It can go in the plan in twenty thirty three or twenty forty three. Right,
0: because you see this every five years
1: or twenty forty eight. Yeah, I <laughs> see it every every five years. So. Um, I think the uh, – what I, what I also will say is I think it's uh, very bizarre that, um, that the MPO makes the final decision on our land use plan when there are people on that, on that committee that aren't elected officials. So you have unelected people setting ordinance, setting policy for the city – it doesn't make any sense. I'm not even sure that's legal.
0: Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this, and this is this is bad on me. Um, I, I heard this, so the I thought the MPO was made of Grand Forks City Council and East Grand Forks City
1: Council yep. members. Yep. Is is there two Grand Forks City Council, two East Grand Forks City Council? Correct. One Polk County Commissioner, one Grand Forks County Commissioner, and one each representative from the Planning and Zoning Commissions from, from Grand from Forks each. and East Grand Forks neither of whom are elected, are elected officials.
0: That's where you get it. Okay, okay. I, I, did. I, I lost I, the planning and yep. zoning side of and
1: that. And so I just, I, I don't understand how, I again, I'm not sure it's legal that you can have non-elected people making policy for your community. Not only that, but we're seven-eighths of our community and East Grand Forks is one-eighth. Why is it that one-eighth of the population of our area can de- make the decision... Of how our transportation, long-range transportation plan should go, I when whenever the MPO was set up, I believe it it, it wasn't put together logically. Grand Forks should have more members on the MPO. We should ultimately have the final say. Yeah, that's my opinion. Sure, sure. You 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 just
0: mentioned something, and I'm curious in in your point of view, Merrifield Bridge. We're focusing on that. You just mentioned five years, nine years. Do you feel that if if we solely focus on that bridge, right as, as the new bridge in the plan, yep, it has a better chance of getting done.
1: Oh, no question, it has a better chance of getting done. Um, we we're going to the, you know, every time the, the North Dakota State Legislature meets, we go to them and with our laundry list yep. of what we need, we go to North Dakota Transportation. Here's the laundry list. We want two bridges within four miles of, of them crossing the Red River. And, and, they, and they laugh, and mm-hmm. then neither of them gets any attention. Sure. Right? Over and, and over and over again. We've been doing this song and dance for years, 30 years, 40 years. People have been talking about the Merrifield Bridge forever. So uh, having a, a concerted effort saying, and, and all speaking together, Grand Forks, East Grand Forks, Polk County, Grand Forks County, United Message, we need a bridge at Merrifield Road. We need to be able to route traffic. Right, it becomes uh, a truck route. Truck route, yep. it becomes uh, a route for the farmers. Um, yeah, make wide to get tractors through yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, yep. y- you name it. So uh, I, I do believe that with that, and then, and then, of course, all bridges, that bridge becomes a much higher priority for our community, and, and I, I would believe that it would get done. As it says today, I don't think either of them will ever get done. There is no, there is no pathway for getting them done.
0: Sure, it's it's you've you've been alive in Grand Forks for how long? Bridges have been the discussion. Yeah. At that point, what your mother was on council probably talking about bridges. One years, yeah.
1: Again, yeah. I told the story. I was probably eight when my grandfather. I was sitting in his backyard, and my grandfather told me, you know, there might they might put a bridge over there <laughs> one day. I mean, he pointed across the street and to the to the empty field, and yeah. there might be a bridge there. Wow, well, why didn't Here why didn't are. they do it? That was four. 45 years ago.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There no, we are. That, that's interesting. That, it, it, and uh, my, my wife and I have that conversation, because I live close to 32nd. And my, sure. my wife goes, what, what, you know, what happens if a bridge gets close? And I'm like, ah, until mm-hmm. it comes off the paper, not so much off the paper of removed from a plan, until there's movement somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I personally don't see it, but it, it could snap of a finger, go. Not at 30, but just bridge in general.
1: Yeah, Bridge and jet. again, in my opinion, the the folks in East Grand Forks shouldn't be able to dictate us having to ruin one of our neighborhoods sure. for their convenience. For convenience.
0: Yep. No, I, I get you. It doesn't fly with me. All right, that's that's enough, City Council. That it, just so everyone knows. That was pretty much all of the meeting yesterday. We, we did the three and a half hours. We did that in twenty minutes. Yeah, good was, job.
1: Yeah, <laughs> actually, there were a lot of other things that we did too. Uh, uh, budget amendments. We approved some some. Uh uh, purchases for the police department and and uh, public works lots of well, lots of good stuff
0: well and in some of the non-sexy stuff right there is wastewater treatment plant stuff on there there was what a boiler for the Alaris. set you know yep. things that need to happen you notice if it's not there
1: <laughs> yeah we put we appointed someone to um the housing authority uh, yeah lots of good yep. things
0: you even yep. came up with the voting precincts
1: for 2024 that's right yeah, right. yeah. only four places to vote but they're going to try to find more
0: it, it'll be I, along those lines, I'm curious on that. If we have we ever asked and said we hey, have we have asked, we, we have asked yeah. before?
1: Yeah, they they. Uh, I mean, it's a consistent message from the county these days that it's hard for them to find people to to do the jobs. And again, when you and I were growing up, you you voted in the elementary schools. Right. Yep. Yeah, in mean, the schools voted, and, the, back and, and the, and the churches and. And no, everybody was okay with that. Well, now the school district is not excited about random people wandering in and out of their buildings. And I agree with them. Right. I, I wouldn't want that either. And uh, Churches are in the same boat. Yeah, right. So, uh, so you know, and in my opinion, um, being able to get from here to there is much different today than it was 50 years ago. Yes. And so we offer free public transportation. Um, it, as far as I'm concerned... Everyone should be able to vote at the Alaris Center. If you can't get to the Alaris Center, call the city. I'm sure somebody happy to pick you up and give you a ride.
0: Well, and that's that's one thing, even during this, uh, next November, don't both political parties do that? Yeah, well, hey, yeah hey, you of need course a ride? We'll give you a ride. Yeah, of course yeah. they will. So we, They can't technically tell you how to vote, but we can get you to vote. Right. We can get you to vote. Oh. Um, okay, so that that's the business. Uh, you know, my previous life was a sportscaster, so I like leaning in on sports. Okay. This past weekend... One of the biggest college football rivalries met for the 124th time. Uh, have you ever watched the Army-Navy game?
1: I haven't, but have you ever watched Brad Gushu, the curling icon out of Canada, uh, win the Olympics or the, uh, the Pan Can title, which he did recently? I, no, I no, haven't. You probably haven't. Yeah. I haven't, you but have I will to look say into Brad when,
0: when, the, when the World Championships are here in Grand Forks... That was oh, yeah. one. That was one of the cooler. I went to it twice. Yeah, awesome. that was one of the. I'm not a curler, and I'm like, this is awesome. Sure, this was fun.
1: Good um, deal. So, no, I've never watched an Army Navy game.
0: Okay, I grew up in a Navy household. My father was in the Navy. My brother was in the Navy. So, awesome. so, so we watched. Thanks that.
1: for their service. That's that's cool.
0: They uh, they met for the 124th time. Co- couple of interesting bits. Um, we watch football now. Everyone wears a helmet. The first football helmet worn that people believe in a in a football game was the army navy game in 1893 wow and and good thing they they had him wear a helmet because they were concerned for his health wore a helmet ended up becoming an admiral
1: wow (laughs) good for him that's great
0: yeah i thought that was pretty good um the army navy game has never been played west of the mississippi except for one time one time has been played west of the mississippi it's a pretty famous football stadium. Do you think you can name it Rose Bowl? You got it hmm? because and they said they just did that on purpose just to guess for because of all the service members out there on the on the West Coast. Sure, on the West Coast and Pasadena <laughs> flew all the cadets. Very cool to Pasadena to attend the game. That's awesome. Um, and then uh, bringing well,
1: there, we should have more great stories like that.
0: Right, and then a city came up and said, "We'll get you guys here. Yeah, that's we'll get awesome. you guys here." Um, Met for the 124th time. That is not the most, as far as a rivalry, most times a team is met. Sure. UND-NDSU is at 116. Wow. And they're on the list. I knew we were a lot, but. Uh, South Dakota, South Dakota State's 118. The number one, oh, no, you're, you have East Coast ties a little bit. Um, I believe these are both Philadelphia schools, or Pennsylvania schools. Lafayette and Lehigh, hmm. 159.
1: Wow. 115, but for, not for a Hundred and fifty nine years. They must. There must be lots of playoff games in there.
0: I, they, they, I just. I just saw a number of games. Yeah, that's 159. awesome. Hundred and fifty nine. Hundred um, fifty nine. And and frankly, the Army Navy had only. They've been playing since eighteen ninety. Have only missed ten years. Um, and um, World, w- World
1: War One, World War Two,
0: World War Two. No, surprisingly, I oh. thought the same thing. World War One, yes. And then something happened in the eighteen nineties where oh, sure, previous. Neither, neither one of they didn't play for like six years.
1: Hmm. The plague or something, <laughs>
0: right? Well, yeah, Weir, weird stat. The Stanley Cup has been played every year that NHL has existed, except for one year, and it was because of the Spanish flu. Oh, I think it was Toronto said we're not going over there.
1: <laughs> that's good.
0: No, uh, Dana, thank you very much. Bunch of dumb sports facts. Oh, well, John, you, you made the it. sports nerd in me happy. Yeah, no,
1: that's uh, th- those are good. Those are good facts. I wish I could come up with some. I don't spend a whole lot of time. Thinking about sports because we spend our time thinking about too many other things as it is. So.
0: Well, and, and I will say this. I call them facts. Mm. They're facts according to Wikipedia. So if, if I'm wrong, it's the Internet's fault.
1: I like, uh, I like going to sports games, but I like actually immersing myself and paying attention. So many, oh, so many, sure. no, so I get many venues and so many things are, are more of a party these days that it's hard for me to get excited about going when I'm going to be with that group because I know I'm not actually going to pay any attention right. again. I, I like actually watching games. So,
0: so as opposed to hanging out at their house for free, you spent 40 bucks. to sit <laughs> <Right>. next <door. laughs> Exactly. That's right. Thanks, right. John. Dana, thank you very everybody, much.
1: Everybody have a good Christmas and a happy new year. Yes, you as well to your family.
0: Appreciate it. All right. Thank you very much, Dana Sandy, City Council President, and thank you for watching this episode of the uh, uh, city chatter podcast you can watch all past episodes online at grandforksgov.com slash podcast and of course winter is here so j- slow down drive safe shoulder your sidewalk and be nice to each other this holiday season goodbye everybody